Hey guys, before we get started with our second part to our Obi-Wan series, if you haven't listened to the first part, go check that out because you're coming in like halfway through a series that we didn't come into till like almost three months till after it aired. So yeah, if you haven't watched it by now, <laughs> come on, man. Even, even we got to it. Even we got to it. But yeah, we're starting with episodes three, four, the, the four, four, five, five and six. six. I can't count tonight, but... Before we talk about all that stuff, we got to do the standard business. You hit us up on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Watch us on YouTube. You can see our special guest. See him in his his co- we're all wearing cosplay except for me i'm i well maybe i'm i like these we're all wearing cosplay except 33% of us but it's it's you know because it's you like they wouldn't know they'd be like come check out the youtube and they'd be like wait a second he wait lied to us <laughs> he's not costume or playing that's right that tag again is launchpad pod on all the socials hit like and subscribe tell your friends about us it's spooky season. We love hearing from you guys what creepy stuff you're watching. We're going to get into some of that in later episodes this month. But without further ado, let's get on with the second part of the Obi-Wan series. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, we're diving right in. We got a guest, Kyle Akahoshi in the house, our Star Wars expert. Welcome, Kyle. Welcome back. Hello there. Hello there. (laughs) I was waiting for one of you two idiots to do it. (laughs) What's up, guys? Doing good, man. Thank you for coming back, man. The first one was really fun. Yeah, it was. Super fun. Where do we start? I think we need a little recap, Kyle. According you to us- you, we started episode three, four, five, six, eight, twelve. Six. <laughs> <laughs> and just to blow you guys up, we always tell you to watch, uh, or to blow Aaron up. We always tell you guys to watch YouTube because any little snips and stuff that you end up not hearing on the podcast show, if you watch the YouTube, you usually see all those flubs and all that. Like me and Aaron being like, "Wait, should we talk about that?" Okay. <laughs> It has been a shit show since we started. Like we just started this episode. We're recording for a couple minutes now, but there's a couple minutes where the three of us were planning and talking about, you know, how we're going to Aaron and I's microphones weren't turned on correctly. And <laughs> Everything's broken. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh, Amanda. My wife, Amanda, watches true crime stuff and she watches makeup tutorials. And I always comment on how. All the time, the girls are like, hey, guys, uh, just so you know, my microphone's not working. So I pretty sound pretty crappy today. And they always talk like that's how they launch into everything is like, hey, guys, uh, my dog's barking. So just ignore him. It's like it's that's like, a you know, we're journalists, kind of. And we're being like, OK, thanks for coming. Let me tell you what's wrong with our shit now. Give me a pass for it. And now enjoy the rest of this dog barking, microphone broken nonsense. Hey, guys, and I can't count do- today. And my microphone's broken. <laughs> and I'm not hey even guys, in my house. 
<laughs> hey guys, the most supportive piece of equipment for a podcaster is not turned on, but it's not just my fault because my partner also didn't do it. But don't blame us. We've only done hundreds of episodes over the course of like five or six years. So uh, like, hit that, hit, smash that like and subscribe button. <laughs> hey, you two are the pros at this. I'm, I'm just a guest. Oh, You're the only yeah, one who hasn't yeah. fucked shit up so far. We've been recording for four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking okay. about Star Trek. Let's get going. <laughs> oh, no, I thought this was lost in space. No? <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely Wait, lost. Am, that's I, for am, sure. I, am I not here? Am I, am I on the wrong podcast? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So where where did we leave off? Uh, what happened the last time? Where did we end? If uh, uh, what's give us the recap, Kyle? Where are our heroes? So we left off last time with Leia getting kidnapped by Reva, which is the oldest uh, oldest trick in the book. Sending her off on the tunnel by herself, yeah. try to meet up with somebody she has never met before, <laughs> and. <laughs> And that, and that's that. So then after that, it was Obi-Wan getting rescued by Ned B and Tala after Darth Vader just raked them through the coals. Um, and that was the pretty cool scene. So, and then, yeah, we wake up to, uh, Obi-Wan in the back to tank. Yeah. And it mirrors it. kind of the, the Darth Vader moment that we saw Darth Vader wake up in the back to tank. So it's kind of cool. It's a cool callback. Um, yeah, he literally got raked through the coals. He's all burned up. They're trying to heal him. And he gets up. He's like, hey, where, where, where's that kid you were supposed to help get off the planet? And they're like, mm. it's like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Star Wars. I have to say Star Wars is not very good at the whole parenting thing. So I think that's that's why it's called that. And that's why Luke and Leia are all, you know, they don't know who their dad is and a new hope and all that. So. Yeah. Now, this episode was one of my favorites for like high tension. I mean, a child basically gets tortured and, you know, the excitement of it. It was also the silliest to me for this very reason. I Are want you to- talking about episode four now? <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the new, the new. No, I was being serious. The episode Literally, we're about to start to talk to. Me, the one right? we're talking about, part four. Uh, I loved it, but it was also super silly. And it was super silly for this reason to me. Your writers on a Star Wars show and you're like, God, you're banging your head against the wall. You're like, Leia's kidnapped. Obi-Wan's trying to figure it out. How, oh man, how are we going to figure, how do we do this? And like, I have this great idea. I got it. I got it. Guys, I got it. They dress up as Imperials and sneak into the fortress. And everybody's like, <laughs> we've never done that before. This is brilliant. Like, where was the person who says, um, excuse me, guys, we've literally done this like four or five times throughout the franchise's history. Yeah. In fact, this is the first time we ever met Leia. She was stuck on a base and they had to dress up as Imperials and sneak in. And they're like, we've who- already done it in this show. <laughs> yeah. nah, who's, who's seen that shit? We don't need that. It's like, that's their one trick. Star Wars yep. is so stuck on a dress up as the bad guy and sneak in. And they're like, yeah, but how ridiculous can we look while we dress up and get again? It's like, at, like short for a stormtrooper or like wear a giant flasher coat while like looking like <laughs> looking like three kids are stacked up inside like they're like hey are you yeah. an imperial or are you like four padawans stacked on top of each other because literally no one else in this secret nope. base is wearing a giant trench coat <laughs> like everybody else is like you know it, it's like when did the, the trench coat is not a, a a fashion statement of the imperials so it's like I don't 
don't know that it just it, that that dad just goofed me out the whole time. I was like, really, really? But then yeah. like Obi Wan's trying to convince these people, like, hey, um, can we go help save that kid I was supposed to take care of? And they're like, fuck no, like that's no, no, we're not doing that. Well, okay, where is she? Secret <laughs> impenetrable base right next to Darth Vader's house. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And like. Okay, but like the Darth Vader's. her dad's <laughs> really important. How important? Bail Organa. Shit. All right. All right. All right. We'll help you a little bit. Uh, yeah, they they didn't take that much convincing. I I think I no. did more convincing than than Obi Wan did. <laughs> They're like, yeah, little girl in impenetrable fortress. Oh, let's let's Star Wars this shit. I saw this movie once and like, oh 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 yeah. I'm like at yeah. no point. Uh, we need to have a retroactive like remake of A New Hope where Obi-Wan's like, I have the strangest sense of deja vu. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the rebellion and surrounding good guys are lucky that the Empire is racist and only hires humans and Karelians because if they had more aliens in those costumes, the good guys wouldn't be able to get a costume that fit, right? Yep. Like imagine right. if they had like a costume that had extra <laughs> arms or the head was in the wrong spot, you know, like you'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, what are you going to do? I also exactly. want to see a scene where Chewie and Han are sneaking around and they hide behind something like we need to get those stormtroopers armor. And it's sh- the, the reverse shot of the stormtroopers walking by. I'd be like, what was that? I don't know. Maybe it's another drill. And they grab them and pull them behind. And then you see their fists. And then, yeah. and then Chewie comes out adjusting the adjusting the uniform, you know, fur sticking out all the wrong yeah. places. But like, just like if you're looking like <laughs> Matt is demonstrating the uh, cartoon beat em up. Yeah, visual visual bit on the YouTube. Go check it out. Yeah. Off screen, off, off screen, screen take. The the yeah. So also the Empire at by the end of Return of the Jedi, we have to be in this in this space where you're like, I mean, after Revenge of the Jedi, it's like guys, we keep building bases that have very um simple defects in them, and uh, we really are lax in security. Like people literally are walking in the front door and walking out again. Like yeah, definitely. <laughs> Also, you no, just said fact, Revenge the fact- of the Jedi. <laughs> Did you hear him say that, Kyle? Yes. I was going to let it go, Revenge but I feel like it would be very remiss if we didn't call that out. Like, forget being a podcaster whose microphone is not turned on correctly. You just said Revenge of the Jedi. Isn't that one of the, the, the later, like, fucking Ray and... No. And, and the Rise of Skywalker, BB-8. The Last Jedi, and Last the Force, Je- Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Whatever. Revenge of the Jedi was the name of Return of the Jedi before it was ever yes, called Return of the Jedi. there you go. See, that I can't correct. call something that, that it's is not correct. called. Yeah. <laughs> at least it was a Star Wars thing. At least I wasn't like at the end of Wrath of Khan. They all just do you, ever call, do you ever call your daughter by the boy name that you didn't give her because she came out a girl? That's why we named her Sammy. So I'd be like, Sam, stop it. Sam, stop, stop it. Um, yeah. No, like just to Aaron's point, like, yeah. How easy was it for Tal to get in because she has officer clearance and the guy was so scared because she said, Dude, would you like to take this up to the Grand Inquisitor? And he's like, oh, no, you're clear. Go ahead. Even though your name is red on the screen, you can't get through. But no, just go through. And then she lets Obi-Wan in through a vent in the water, (laughs) up through a water pipe. 
And just like that, he's inside. Yeah. If you she, see something, say something. She could have gone that same way and still snuck inside. And then like <laughs> done a James Bond where like she peels off like the wetsuit and she's in the armor and puts on the hat. Like that would have been cool too. And yeah, you wouldn't have the guy who'd been like, you want me to take it to the Grand Inquisitor? And she'd be like, no. <laughs> and he's like, uh, like he should have just done it. And then she sneaks in while he's off doing that shit. Like, like, yeah, the fact that you can just easily be like, although I try to park in the places I'm not supposed to park in crew parking all the time. And the parking enforcer is like, hey, are you supposed to park there? And I'm like, I'm a producer. And I walk away. <laughs> so, it works. There you <laughs> they, go. It immediately makes them go. Oh, oh, I'm not why, was that produ- why was that producer wearing a child's T-shirt? <laughs> 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 Halloween three is a dope movie though. <laughs> <laughs> but the sneaking around is really cool. I like the sneaking around and I yeah. I, I like the tension that they built with it. Just yeah. that the whole concept of it is like, oh my god, Star Wars. Like, rip off a different movie that isn't your own <laughs> franchise, that isn't your seminal feature film where we met Leia in the first place. Like, come exactly. on. But anyway, Leia is getting tortured. She's getting she's getting hard interrogated by Reva, which is like, damn, she's a kid, man. And yeah. she's like, well, you're not going to talk to us. Guess we'll go to the hard torture. And I'm like, fuck, fuck. Show didn't hey, come to did play. You, did you notice? Did you notice that she was getting interrogated the same way? Okay, so first she was getting interrogated the same way that Kylo Ren was interrogating Ray through for, forced mind bending. And she wouldn't give that up. Then when Reva got pissed off and was like, all right, well, then we're going to do it the hard way. She is getting tortured almost the same way as that Han Solo was when Darth Vader was doing it in Empire Strikes Back right before he gives them up to Boba Fett to be carbonated. They didn't even ask me any questions. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. yeah, that was pretty gnarly. Pretty gnarly because like you're like, man, this show's really going for it. And she was she was scared. Like that was freaky deaky. Um, I, I thought it was interesting though. So you have is Leia not force awakened yet? <laughs> like, like uh like would Reva do you guys think that Reva would be able to tell that she's force sensitive? I don't think I, she was force sensitive then, is my vote. I, well, was she forced in? Because she was able to predict some things about her cousin. You remember that episode where she kind of, the cousin, the snooty cousin that came to um, oh, yeah, Alderaan yeah. The was, yeah, was talking about lower life forms. And she was like, well, I shouldn't be talking to you, to you then because you're a lower life form. But then she started reading off things that maybe he only knew, but she knew somehow. So I don't know. Maybe she might have a little bit of force sensitivity, but she doesn't know that it's called the force. So I think she literally needed force sensitivity to be mansplained to her in Revenge of the Jedi. When Luke was like, <laughs> Luke was like, it runs strong in my family. Wink, wink. She's like, oh, yeah, I've always known. And he's like, fuck you. You kissed me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's when I knew the most. She <laughs> yeah, knew but what was, she was doing when she kissed Luke. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I was know. just doing it Somehow to make of my boyfriend know. jealous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make it better. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> Let me make my boyfriend jealous by kissing my brother. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, you know, it's that's an interesting point though. Like to 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 take it seriously. I like the idea that in the 
post Jedi society, right? Um, Jedi are almost like not mythical, but they're a relic, right? You don't see Jedi around. So the teachings, some of the teachings may have been lost, specifically the Empire is trying to quash that, right? So you have the the universal government is trying to put that shit aside. Someone like Leia, before meeting Obi-Wan, what does she know about the Force, right? Like, what's yeah. the average person? I guess it's not that far. You know, uh, this movie or this TV show is not that far away from Revenge of the Sith, I guess, right? It's a matter of years. Even if it's 10 years, it's not that much time. But I guess where would you know the Force from? If you're Leia, you're young, you were born on a, a planet that, you know, is thriving and everything like that, but it's not known for its Force sensitivity. There's no people mm-hmm. training or nurturing or looking out for that. And if anything, Bale probably would have tried to hide that shit, right? If he noticed anything with her. So I think that's pretty interesting that you, you know, it's almost like X-Men type stuff where you notice that you have abilities eventually, but you didn't Mm -hmm. realize it, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that Alderaan is a planet of just government, it seems like. So it's why would they have any force wielders there? Why would they have any Jedi there? There would be no point. So, yeah, in order to probably disguise Leia and, you know, keep the secret that she was Anakin Skywalker's, you know, one of Anakin Skywalker's kids, a secret. Yeah, you would definitely want to hide the fact that she might have been force sensitive, but any inclination of that, you would want to hide that. So Darth would never know. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool way to think about it, like to Mm -hmm. explain that, I guess. Yeah. I also, I, I also, it makes me wonder now, like in the original trilogy, how is Leia introduced to like the Force in general? Like now that she's seen it as a child, potentially, I met Obi Wan. He was Force sensitive, and he caught me falling off a roof and told me some shit about the Force. Like I'm trying to remember. I'm going to have to rewatch them all now. Um, does does she seem surprised by any of that, or is she just like Obi Wan's a Jedi, and I know what that is? I, you know what, I think she didn't. We didn't find out that she knew about the Force until I think the, what was it, either, no, it wasn't, oh, The Rise of Skywalker, the last one of the final trilogy when there's a flashback with her and Luke, uh, lightsaber, practicing, training each other, and that's when you kind of figure out that, oh, shit, Leia was always Force-sensitive because she's wielding a lightsaber and, and you know, practicing with Luke. But that was, I think, the first thing that I, I think I remember that... And that would have been after Luke, Jedi, right? After Return right, of after, the Jedi? After Return of the Jedi, then The Force Awakens, then The Last Jedi, then um, The Rise of Skywalker. Because she knows Obi-Wan, right? She reaches mm-hmm. out to Obi-Wan for help in, in A New Hope. Then mm-hmm. she... The boys save her, and there's no Force shit for there. They run to the Millennium Falcon, and they see Obi-Wan dueling with Darth Vader. <laughs> he gets killed, and she just gets on the Falcon. She's not really worried about it. He literally came to save her, and she didn't care that he got killed. She gets on the plane, and she's like, oh, Luke's like, this teacher I just met died. She's like, sorry. She's like, my yeah. Plan. My plan he saved me. Up. He saved yeah, me like multiple times. It's totally. I, it's, I mean, <laughs> this is like, don't worry about it. for the course. Yeah, but then well, that's the that's the one thing that I didn't get about the bridging between this show and what you just talked about was how did Leia in the uh, New Hope just not know that that was Obi Wan, even though his name was Ben uh, Ben Kenobi. It's like the same last name, right? Just with a different <laughs> like, first how, name. Why did but, she have to reach know. out that way? Why shouldn't she, she couldn't just fucking call him? Exactly. <laughs> same plan and everything, but no, yeah. she doesn't like. She doesn't see the force the rest of that movie, right? Luke 
blows up the Death Star, but she doesn't know that he was force assisted. In right. Empire, she doesn't see anything force happen, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. No, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't see anything. No. No. Well, she sees Darth Vader catch blaster bolts and pull Han Solo's gun away, I guess. But, but at that point, I feel like yeah. you probably she knows Darth Vader. Everybody knows Sith. that Darth Vader is a wizard. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, she a doesn't see Luke wizard. do anything. Oh, she might. Yeah. Does she see Luke call out to Ben no. on the on the Falcon when he's all chopped up? But he doesn't connect, mm. and Ben doesn't take his call. No. <laughs> <laughs> you saw Luke call him. He's like, I'm gonna swipe right. But like, there's no yeah. There's nothing overt that happens, and then right. she's like, Wait, you talking to Ben Kenobi? Tell him I said hi. Tell him Leia said hi. And he's like, I'm trying to talk. Tell him I said hi. She's like, I never said thank you. Tell him I said thank you for the rescue mission that resulted in his sacrifice. Hey, did you get my robot back? Did you ever get my robot back? The one I put in your pocket. Did you get it back? Oh, oh, that's right. You gave it back. I totally forgot. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> let's let's get back more into the show. Let's talk more about the show. So so they go on this rescue mission. Leia almost gets tortured. Obi Wan sneaks in. He saves her. And then he's trying to sneak out. We have this awesome scene where he's in this hallway and it's like they're underwater and the windows are cracking. He's trying to hold them back with the force. And, um, you know, the stormtroopers are breaking down the door and they floods the hallway. I thought that was awesome. Yes. Great scene. That was a and great scene. Yeah. Th- then they're like, well, let's just march our way out of here, out the front door the way we came. And, um, <laughs> Tied Leia under my trench coat, you know, classic. And they're walking out. Hey, if it ain't broke, <laughs> yeah, why fix it? <laughs> and they're walking out, and um, the the third sister's like traitors, and they have this great shootout. That's cool, you know, standoff mm-hmm. shootout. Yeah, and then um, some snow speeders, yeah, come way far away from the snow and behave in a way that I thought was weird. What do you guys think of the snow speeders that could suddenly stop and hover? How do you feel? Well, <laughs> Well, those seem like those were the earlier versions, right? There were the T6 models. I, I think those were the early, earlier versions. <laughs> That's why he's so, an expert, man. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it was the concept of, of what you said of the snow speeders that were in um, uh, New Hope. No, not New Hope. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back, right? Revenge, Revenge of the Jedi. Jedi. I'm sorry. Revenge. Empire Strikes Revenge. Truce Epicura. Um, <laughs> wow, what a pull. <laughs> it's one of the only Star, Star Wars novels that I read. I, I, I read a handful. I read a, two, three of the Timothy Zahns and a Teresa Baker. Anyway, the second we see these snow spears come in, I thought they flew with inertia. Like, yes, they can float up. Yes, they can float down. But once they're moving, they need to stay in motion. And right. one of them comes in and like hovers and he's shooting at Reva and she's like, get this shit out of my face. Boom. And like chucks a giant crate at him and kills him. Fucking cool. But like yeah. the second that this thing stopped and he's like just floating and shooting at her, I was like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but what, like, do you think that about X-Wings and about the Millennium Falcon? Okay. Is it something because it's terrestrial? There are jets in real life that are vertical takeoff and vertical landing and helicopters mm-hmm. can hover. But right. this is not a helicopter. This is basically like a tractor or a jet ski or but you know, a tractor a long time ago in a galaxy far, far, far. far. <laughs> yes. The <laughs> snow speeder is like a snowmobile. Like I don't know. I, like, I felt like it followed rules more. And like stop and hover is an advanced maneuver. That's more like a helicopter or like really fancy ass jets. I right. guess. But like we've we've clearly seen ships that can do that. Like I think uh, an X wing can do that because they pick mm-hmm. up, they fly, but like anything that has inertia 
to stop like that, I, I don't, I don't think it's even built that way. Like, I'm not even a car guy. I'm not even like an, a, a NASA dude, and I can tell you that I don't think that that ship is built in a way that can just <laughs> stop and hover like that. I, I had the micro machines. I know them. I know them very well. But they just. <laughs> all we have to say is this is Star Wars. This is all your interpretation. Science goes out the window. Because so. if they could stop and hover, fighting the ATATs would have been way easier. I'm just saying they wouldn't have had That's to true. come around for another pass. They could have been like, "Stop, spin my ass around, <laughs> shoot them." <laughs> like they had to keep moving. They had to keep doing passes because of the inertia. Because that's how you fly. And so even by that rationale, even more so, speeder bikes can't, right? Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, totally. Speeder bikes. Speeder bikes just essentially have a off button and a hundred mile an hour button. There's yes. literally nothing in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you can't like the speeder bike has a turn radius, as we've seen. They can't right. just stop, hover, spin, yeah. go back the other. Like there's a turn radius. There's because of I don't know, physics. And okay. it's like now here's here's something. Think of this for real. Imagine how you back up and turn around a speeder bike. Can you back it up? Like could you do a K turn with a speeder bike? Or you gotta go all the way around? Well, in Boba Fett, when he was trying to teach them how to ride the speeder bikes, the guy went shot straight back. So I think there is. A oh, you're right. There must be. <laughs> I, I think you can do a three point turn, there or maybe even a reverse. Yeah, or maybe even like a a, a boot turn where you stomp <laughs> it into the ground. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Like you go. I don't know. Again, I just I feel... want to see someone parallel park a speeder bike. You know. <laughs> Again, it's just, this is one of those things where, like, you're 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 riders, and you go, "Hey, you know, it'd be cool if these snow speeders like flew in and shot them, shot at them." And you're like, "That would be cool," but like, we're Star Wars. There's so many ships that can do that. So many, li- so many ships that we've seen. You don't even have to invent a new ship. You can. There's lots of little tiny ships that you could have done this with and oh, yeah. they were like nope i gotta stick with the one that's i think they were going for nostalgia i think you're right that probably was an exact conversation that happened but i think someone was like yeah but the nostalgia of we've seen x-wings and now the new tv shows we've seen these mm-hmm. ships and these ships and callbacks to this type of freighter and yada 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 that's they probably the, like this would be cool and we you, us nerds will be like oh those speeders that's the equivalent maybe of- they were water speeders that's the equivalent of them putting in "Wake me up before you." Oh, I know. I'm not debating that. Right into it, like if you're doing it for nostalgia's sake, you're doing it wrong. I think I. I don't know. I just felt that it was. Um, you didn't need to do it, All right. and you knew better. George Lucas, who now has nothing to do with this, but they call you. Kathleen Kennedy calls you and is like, "Listen, we're doing this special edition uh, Obi Wan episode, Aaron. We need your help. You can only change one thing in that scene. Do you make those things not stop and hover?" Or do you put snow on the ground? Which one do you do to change it to make it better? Different ship. <laughs> not one of the not one of the choices. Different ship. I don't make them stop. Yeah, yeah. No, I make okay. them fly. I make them fly like spaceships. They can hover. Like I suppose you can make them hover on whatever the fuck you want. It's it's a they're a, a low ground you know flying device. I just I yeah. just don't, yeah you know they're not helicopters. They can, I don't I don't like the hover. I don't like the hover. I'm sorry. Show. You know, again, I'm going to have to make a T-shirt about this one day. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, they're like, nobody will care. They'll just be like, cool, snow speeders. Nobody will notice. They could hover. They didn't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's good. Yeah. I don't know. Are any is anybody like snow speeders can hover? Yes. Like like, (laughs) they did nothing for the fandom. Uh, I had the opposite. I was frustrated because for years I played with those Kenner figures. 
And I always had them fly with loop arounds and shit. I would play around that whole time. You know how much time my guys could have saved? There was a lot of rescue missions that did not work out well because of the lack of hovering. Yep. <laughs> Maybe that was that special thing that that pilot could do. He's one of the only guys. It's like, whoa, he can make it hover? Look at that shit. And then like... <laughs> You would have been in the visual so encyclopedia helpful. for Obi-Wan. There'll be like this whole backstory about this guy. He was the only pilot in the Rebel Alliance who was able to hover at six no speed. <laughs> and then he dies. And then yeah. he died. Wah, wah, this, wah. this bumping a mission that was not over yet. He was blown up by a box. <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent he of like, too soon. That's, that's the equivalent of him like lighting up a cigar. He's like, all right, light the fires and kick the tires, baby. Let's get up. <laughs> What are you doing, dude? But like, if he had survived, Battle of Hoth would have gone way different. Maybe they wouldn't have been jetting out of there, huh? Maybe they wouldn't have been peeling off the sticky note that said Wampa's inside. You know, you know, no. They all, all the snow speeders that survived this this raid slash rescue mission aboard, they board a small freighter that then goes to like the big freighter, right? And there's a scene where all the refugees are in there. And Obi-Wan and the crew walk out and they're like, where's Brian? And they're all like sad faced. <laughs> like, right. Like, remember that part? Yeah. They're yeah. like, where's is, Brian? Yeah. They're his, like, his, and his name shake is Wade. their head. Wade. Not Brian. Brian. Brian was beefcake from the Mandalorian that you called the, what the big armor gun. That's Brian. I called him Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I need new fake names. All right. So that was Brian. This will be Glenn. Where's okay, Glenn? This is Glenn. But and his real name like, is Wade. His real name is Wade. Like, no. And then they were like, Man, that sucks. We lost Glade. We lost Glenn on this rescue mission. They're like, Yeah. But he fucking you should have seen he hovered. And someone else is like in the corner and they look over, they're like, with a snow speeder? Shut up. No, he hovered. Like Helicopters of what will eventually be helicopters on Earth a lot of a lot of years from now. He <laughs> hovered. Wait, are you telling me his snow speeder wasn't flying with inertia? No, that's what I'm saying. Now, here's another thing that you could have satisfied my nerd anger with is Reva like holds up her hand and stops him midair, like catches yeah. it, and she's holding. He's shooting at her. That would have been cool too. You know, that'd be, you know, yeah. there are ways to get around this without destroying physics and years of of fucking spaceship technology but they escape um the other snow speeder pilot is uh, maya ishi peters who plays um she's she's in pen 15 which is a great show on hulu if you guys aren't watching it um pen 15 is the show where the woman who was this snow speeder pilot pretends explain it to me i am in the club <laughs> she <laughs> yeah she, she plays a character a, a a teenage girl she and her best friend are teenage girls in like grade school but they're the only adults everybody else is played by children it's so fucking weird <laughs> and like it's just one of those shows that's like super funny and then also really sad at times we're like wow yeah. you're nailing adolescence and it's really sad <laughs> Uh, but her, yeah, name, good her name in this, yeah, her name in this show is Sully. Sully, so, Sully and Wade, yeah, Sully and Wade. Yep, and the Wade two, come back. The two snow speeders. No pilots. Yep. Man. But even, but but even now that we're okay, so back up even before this whole snow speeder thing, we forgot one really cool important thing about yeah, a, uh, Fortress Inquisitorius. Hit us. So Fortress Inquisitorius is <clears throat> this fortress that actually has. This Jedi tomb that we didn't know, and Obi-Wan stumbles across it, and we're thinking, oh, what is this thing he stumbled across? And you see these orange-amber-looking, I don't know, like, <laughs> display cases, I guess. And oh, he's, yeah, walking yeah, down, yeah. he's walking down that hall, and then all of a sudden, you, you pan, it pans out, 
and you start seeing these force sensitive or Jedi people that are just frozen in this amber. And you're like, Oh shit. Like they are really killing people and then holding their bodies for a cloning thing, you know, for the rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Um, before sensitive blood. And they, you know, they lead to that. There was a couple of them that you actually noticed from the Clone Wars series. There was one named Tara, Tara Sanub. He was actually this old Jedi master that was teaching younglings. He kept his lightsaber in his walking cane. Yeah. So you have to watch the Clone Wars animated series to see that. Then you come across a youngling who looks like the same youngling that was with Reva. Well, the young Reva that we saw in the opening scene of this, uh, of the first episode of Obi-Wan. And he's just frozen. You're like, oh shit, they're actually killing kids and then taking their bodies to extract their force sensitivity blood. Do you think all those people in there were dead, not just frozen? That's the other thing. We don't know if they're actually dead or if they're actually frozen. But if you were frozen like that, wouldn't carbonite be the way to go? Or you still have a heartbeat? We've already shown a technology <laughs> that can keep people frozen and alive. You're trying to tell me that <laughs> snow speeders can hover and Amber isn't going to kill people. This is just horse shit. Um, I think it just shows that Darth Vader is a collector and he doesn't like to open his packages. Exactly. Keep them in that blister pack. Mint, yeah, he likes to keep them in mint condition. <laughs> mint. <laughs> the emperor's like, do you have a Yoda? No, I, I don't have a Yoda yet. I have a Yoda. It's mint condition. Orange <laughs> and black snake stripe variant. <laughs> <laughs> I still have Yaddle in package. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a long saber version of you. <laughs> That's awesome. Fucking Star Wars characters collecting Star Wars merchandise. Hey, it works that. out, right? Disney's selling more money, more products. So to us to us nerds like this, we're just, you know, laughing about it. But hey, Disney's making a killing off of us, so more power to Disney. <laughs> yeah, we just keep buying shit. I'll keep buying yep, shit. Yep. And the and then, smart, the smart oh, thing about this scene is when he walks past and sees the 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 Padawan, the youngling. It's like, oh, they are fucking kids up. And th- this is the moment, like they're about to torture Leia, and you're like, oh, they they're not gonna play. Like they're gonna nope. they're gonna kill her if she doesn't oh, tell. Yeah. And like that just that that to me is the equivalent of a good tell, like in a horror movie when you see the axe like bury into the wood, and then like it's gonna go kill someone. You're like, oh shit, it's sharp. And that that the show the show showed its talents, man. It's exactly. Sharp. Yep. Exactly. One one more uh, hidden Easter egg. There was a a guy that was in there with like kind of robes with a boxy hat. They allude to that guy being one of the guardians of the wills. That is taken from Rogue One, which the guardians of the wills were protectors of the Temple of Kyber. So in Rogue One, the the Empire was stripping Jeddah, which is a planet of its resources of which it was the kyber crystal so they were stealing all those kyber crystals during rogue one series so the the guardians of the wills were these protectors well that one that was in the amber that they kind of zoom in on to with the boxy hat he was a guardian of the wills kind of like chewit imwa and baz malbus the protectors from rogue one series and they were all like slept through their training and shit, I guess, because yeah. they, they protected shit. <laughs> They're the rent-a-cops of the Jedi universe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the wannabe cops. Yeah. Paul Paul exactly. Blart, Jedi Temple Protector. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin James is 
a Jedi. <laughs> um, that would make a lot of money. You know it would. You know that'd make a lot of it. money. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I'd see it. As long as he doesn't drive a snowspeeder backwards, I'll be fine. That would be cool. Like they just did. I'm not a Star Trek guy, but they have that. Uh, I think it's called Below Decks, which is like an animated take, comedic take on Star Trek. It's awesome. And then you have like the Har- I'm really into the Harley Quinn series on HBO Max. Awesome. That's like you know taking that property that's obviously so mature and sophisticated, arguably. But then, you know, making it its own version of that, that would be cool as shit to do with Star Wars, wouldn't it? There like, you go. to make it, yeah. it doesn't have to be mature per se, mm-hmm. but to make it funny, to make it silly. I guess, you know what? Legos uh, are like that. The Lego Star Wars yeah. stuff is actually, I guess, pretty close to what I'm describing. And, That's pretty and, funny. Yeah. And they're wildly entertaining. Uh, I, I, yeah, I love smart, the, smart, clever shows. Yeah. The Lego holiday, Star Wars holiday special, I thought was very clever and very funny. I thought they did a great job with it. And it's like, it's not canon, so they're going to do whatever they want. And it's like, that's really fun. And it's a smart thing to do. Keep that shit up. Uh, I would watch it. I would especially watch it if it was was mature. But I know that that's not Disney's vibe, but that's fine. That's fine. I'll take the Lego one. It's all good. All right. Where are we here? Episode... 32, you said? <laughs> Revenge of episode five. <laughs> so, well, this, this yeah, let's get to part ends, five. Yeah, this episode ends with uh, now. Okay, so there's a little bit more. So, once they get off the in the snow speeder, they get back to the main ship. Darth Vader comes running in, force freaking holds Reva in front of the, the chair of the, of the Grand Inquisitor and is almost about to kill her. And then she goes, Wait, don't don't because i planted a tracker in that ship and he goes you better of and she goes i know i did and it turns out it's her her leia's robot lola it has the red eyes that is now a tracking device for the inquisitors so that's four ends yeah exactly yeah so then we get to, to part five um part five makes another classic star wars mistake um that came up in um, Revenge of the Skywalkers, the the second of the of the Ray trilogy. Anyway, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, it's the slow chase, the slow space chase, where they're like, they're gaining on us. Yep. And then it's like, wait, <laughs> just shoot them. Just just shoot. Just somebody somebody shoot them. S- send out a Tie Fighter. I'll shoot them. I'll get in a Tie Fighter and shoot them. Just send out a bunch of shoot start Tie Fighters and shoot. Them. Somebody shoot somebody. <laughs> but it's like they're being chased and they're like our shields won't hold out forever yeah <laughs> man there's they're still shooting at us man our shields deflect all power to the rear shields do, do, do. man we're sh- we sure have a lot of time for dialogue you know like the urgency of a slow space chase is not exciting and it feels weird so I didn't like that part, but I did like the part where they're like, you know, they're they're trying to figure it out. It's it's good. It's good. Fine. I like, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him sitting on a chair pointing. <laughs> I want Rumi. I want to do that. Rumi, can you make this? You, your face in like an X-Wing pilot costume pointing at the screen. <laughs> um, although I did fuck it up because that's the beginning of part six. In part five. At least your microphone's working. <laughs> in part five, they're like, Hey guys, we need to leave the planet. And they're like, oh no, somebody cut the wires to open the door. We can't get out of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so but it, it's a it's a cool scene, you know, it's good. I, I yeah. liked it. Uh I, I love all the stuff that the, the that sort of impending doom. One of my favorite things when done well is the 
the nervous calm before a battle. Um, yeah, I agree. Game of Thrones yeah. does that really well, and this did it really well too. Um, Reva's on the planet. She's bringing a bunch of stormtroopers to come attack yep. the sealed off uh, group of of the path. I suppose. What What are these people's names? Were they, they were the the path it's, people? It's, yeah, it's, it's called the, the path. Wolverines. It's, it's yeah, the Wolverines. <laughs> no, it's uh, the path. It's consisted of Tala, Nedby, Roken who was played by O'Shea Jackson Jr., which mm-hmm. is Ice Cube's son. And uh, the what? two, well, one pilot now, Sully, because Wade died, rest in peace. And then, uh, yeah, and then Obi-Wan and Leia for the time being. But they're on Jabim. That's what makes up the path. You also find out that Quinlan Voss, which is another character from the anime clone series, that uh, helped out in the path. But you, you only see that he wrote something on there, and then Obi-Wan mentions it. But we don't see Quinlan which would have been a cool Easter egg to see. But yeah, that's consistent of the path. And Leia's like, I can open the door. Let me crawl in there. Let me crawl in there. Like, do you have any experience rewiring giant doors? What are you, she's a like, diplomat's daughter? All right, here, go in here. <laughs> Get in there. Wait, is your evil red robot that was never red before, but is now red? It, and, and that was with you when you were in the Imperial nonsense? You have that with you? Okay, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> make make sure that robot isn't cutting any wires. Yeah, <laughs> Obi Wan looks at 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 Mandalorian and is like, "Is this cool?" And he's like, "Yeah, just let her do it." <laughs> he's like, "Mine can't even talk. I let him do stuff all the time." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just squeaks. The only thing I got to be worried about is him, him eating other species' children. Yeah, just if they're egg, if they're even remotely egg shaped, I got to be real worried about that shit. But otherwise, he's good. It's good. Yeah, just let. Go. <laughs> Um, it's like two parenting styles, right? You have the parenting style that you keep asking the kid to stop doing bad behavior and there's no change. Honey, please don't eat the endangered frogman's eggs, please, honey. Okay, one more, but that's it. If you eat another egg, you're not going to get dessert. Okay, no, nope, put it in there. Okay, you can eat that one, but then don't eat any more. After that, no more. Hey, please don't eat eggs. And then you have the dad that's like, watch this. My kid's going to go in. My kid's going to crawl in this vet, fix this fucking door. Watch this, man. Watch this. <laughs> on Sundays, I take my daughter to the park and uh, I get to see all that shit where it's like you got the parents who are like, uh, there was a dad literally swinging a child younger than my my two year old, like this kid. And the kid's like, ah, ah. he's like, quit whining. We're swinging. Quit whining. He's like yelling at his kid. You could get off when the sling goes all the way around the bar. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, the kid's whining. He's yelling at him. And then there's the parents who are like, where is my kid? You could like, they're not saying it out loud, but you can tell in their face that they have no clue where their kid is. They're like looking up the slide. You know, like, oh my God, this isn't even that big of a playground. You lost your kid already. And then like this last week, there's a woman who was like trying to like gatekeep the like manage the slide. Okay, you go. Okay, you wait. We had to wait your turn. And the dad was like, it's fine. No, it's not. Where's your pass? Where's your pass? (laughs) So, yeah, they just let him go in. And he's like, hey, uh, any competent adults? And that like sham Jedi is like me. I'm an adult. And they're like, anybody? Anybody? Ned B, you want to get in on this? And he's like. No, okay. Sham Jedi, watch my kid again. <laughs> Sham Jedi. That even sounds like his fake Jedi name, right? Hi, I'm Sham Jedi. Thanks for meeting me in this alley. Give me some credits and I'll heal whatever you want me to do. Sham Jedi. Sham Jedi. Watching Leia and he's all like... Sham Jedi. Now that's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
Hey guys, he's been hiding uh, out at the on Tatooine <laughs> under the name Fake Jedi, and nobody knew. <laughs> hey, just so everybody knows, uh, the Launchpad Podcast is selling a book called Star Wars Parenting One Hundred and One. Parenting by the ways of the Jedi. <laughs> Uh, find nice. the fakest Jedi you can. Let them watch your kid. You'll be fine. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, they get their backs up against the wall. Uh, a bunch of stormtroopers come down. Uh, uh, Reva is like, yo, Vader, uh, I know you're pretty pissed off right now for that whole sneaking into our base thing, but um, let me go do this. Let me go bring him in. He's like, fine, go do it. So he sends her down. She's got all the star- all the, the stormtroopers. She's shooting at the door. They're shooting at the door. The, you know, it's 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 a ticking time bomb. This is really bad. And Obi-Wan's like, let me talk to her. Let me talk to her. And this is like probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole show because he goes up against the door mm-hmm. and he goes, <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> and he goes, oh, my God, you're not trying to help Darth Vader. <laughs> That's what it sounds like through the door. But they but I don't know. Maybe they're using the force, but they can hear each other perfectly. It's it's well, Mike. They have some good mics. Uh, I assume good- that that door was like adamantium. It's like nice and thin, but super strong. Shoot the shit out of it. The door doesn't do anything. But then they're like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, are you, can you hear me? Yeah. OK. <laughs> okay. And she goes. At, at, but he, but I love it. He yeah he's he he's talking to her and he's like oh my god you're not trying to help Darth Vader <gasps> you tried to kill him and she's like yeah well screw you too and she jams her <laughs> lightsaber through the door and it's like that's cool that's fucking cool yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuts, cuts the lock off and no doors open yep yeah yep. um Qui Gon Jinn sitting in the couch goes yeah. <laughs> 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 uh yeah and and then this like cool tunnel battle happens you got Ned B. Ned B getting shot up, taking one for the team. Um, uh, uh, Tala is in there. She gets shot up, takes one for the team. Uh, that's a pretty sad scene. Uh, you know, RIP to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What, what does she got? She got a, a little, little thermal, thermal detonator. Thermal detonator. Yep. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Uh, so good. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a good scene. It's really moving. And, um, you know, just at the last minute, Leia's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> My robot has a little thing on it. It makes him bad. <laughs> uh, here's your problem. It was switched to evil. Click. Yeah, basically. Um, no, it had one of those, like, what, what the thing that they pulled. The restricting bolt. The restricting bolt. But a tiny, Restraining. Like, restraining bolt. Restraining bolt. There you go. It was a cute Thank little restraining that. bolt. Yeah. Didn't need a Jawa to pull it off of him. <gasps> Wait, does that mean that R5-D4 was evil when they got him? And they pulled no, the restraining restraining. bolts. restraining bolts just keep you from doing shit. Oh. This it one was the evil. evil. Reverts back, yeah, reverts back to their old, uh, their old uh, programming, right? They it was don't their have street, a, a retrieval boat. Retrieval. Revenge of the Revenge of the restraining bolt. And she just she popped that thing. You like, all know that if they made a TV show, if they were like Phase Seven, Disney announces Revenge of the Restraining Bolt, we would all be there on opening night on Wednesday watching. <laughs> so and she I would buy the figures. Yeah. Black series, black, black series, twenty five bucks a yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sideshow collectibles, red and black steak orange variant. <laughs> So she pops that thing off like it's a booger on the wall and um, flicks it away. Yeah. Um, wherever it lands, that thing's evil now. So you better be careful. You know? The door. <laughs> it lands back on the door. Oh, no, 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 no. 
dum, 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 dum. yeah the door starts acting like teeth and um <laughs> and yeah so so they 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 get in the ships they get in the ship and darth vader's like i'm going down myself that's my darth vader impression today um <laughs> man we are firing on all cylinders here at the launch fan podcast <laughs> i'm going down there today i'm going to do it myself if you want something done gotta do it yourself <laughs> Cookies, and it goes down there and it's it's a cool scene him storming in and he's like Reva, where is obi-wan she's like i got him right in here he's like in in the tunnel or do you have him in a box you keep him in a you put him in a jail right like a cage he's like nope just behind this big door to a big room that I have no clue. I don't know. He might be out the back door by now. I just put him in there. Don't worry. I put like two guards on him. <laughs> Darth Vader's like, oh boy. And he. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, this me not going to. This be bigger deal than I thought. When me open door, me not going to be happy. <laughs> and so he storms in there. <laughs> and sure enough, the two guards are Luke, dead. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, not tell you truth about father. <laughs> he told me you killed him. He no. told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, me and your father. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> Take mask off. I want to see you with own eyes. <laughs> now he's Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> this, this episode is officially derailed. <laughs> Take, take off the mask. We get to see what Cookie Monster looks like with all burnt off. Yeah, like, yeah burnt up Cookie Monster with eyes. Oh my god! Tell your sister. Tell sister you write about me. Uh, you're right. It is very Mistyagi. Rumi tried to do an impression of Darth Vader and got Cookie Monster. I tried to do Cookie Monster and got Mister Miyagi. Kyle, you try to do Mister Miyagi. We'll see what we get. <laughs> He's going to do a better Darth Vader than all of us. Oh my God. So Darth Vader goes in and the ship, the ship starts to take off and he goes, boom, and grabs it. And you're like, oh shit. Slams that shit on the ground, rips the door off and it's empty. And then a second shift goes, and Darth Vader's like, oh damn, they got me with the old second shift trick. trick. Yeah. You like, oh man, but like somebody had to set that ship off. Somebody's dead. Like, there is at least one other Will Rowhood on that ship who <laughs> fucking deaded. And, or an R5 or R5 D4 robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and but it's a cool shot because I I just love seeing him just boom yeah. grabbing it. And he's yeah. like, Man, I didn't get the second ship. Like, if he had just put up his other hand, right. he yeah, got I thought it. the same thing too. <laughs> Well, the best part was that we forgot the whole entire opening scene to this episode was them flashing back to when Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker were <gasps> training at Coruscant and they were yeah. having that flashback and, and Anakin's trying to beat Obi-Wan, but, you know, Obi-Wan always outwits him. And that was the whole premises of this episode was Obi-Wan realizes I can't defeat him. I'm going to give myself up and because there's other ways of beating Darth Vader, not by yeah. fighting him. Right. Yeah. So that's exactly what he did. He, he, he pretty much did the trick behind the back and then swept off in another ship. 
So, and it, it's yeah. such, I'm glad you brought that up because that's such a cool scene to see. Um, we, we get to see Anakin Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. playing the part again, and he hasn't aged a day. I bet it's no. digital, but maybe not. I mean, he looks great. He looks just like he did in the movies. And um, yeah, I thought I thought that was a really cool scene too because you saw him using anger to beat him. He's like, "I beat you, dude!" Ha ha! And he's like, "Nope," because I'm still smarter than you. And it's like, "Oh, that's 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 cool. That's clever." Exactly, boss. <laughs> so Darth Vader has seen them escape, and he's like, "Damn!" And up creeping behind him is Reva, and he turns around. Fucking grabs her, and she's trying to assassinate him. It was it was a even great before scene. he she he grabs her. She comes up for a lightsaber attack from behind, and without even turning, he force blocks it. He doesn't beat it. He might even put his hand up, but he doesn't even do anything. I thought that was so badass because I was expecting there to be this huge duel and blah blah blah, which would have been awesome. But I thought it was fucking cool that he was just like, "Bitch, I knew what you were planning." And I was like, oh, that's cool. Can, and we, can I just say something? Why, why, when you're about to go kill the the most evil, dark person in this entire franchise, do you go, ah, and then try to hit him? <laughs> <laughs> why would you yeah. give him that advantage? <laughs> yeah, she sneaks up on him from like 100 yards away. Like, also, yeah. just wait till he's in a tunnel or wait till you're sitting next to him on a car and just go, ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. she runs up on him and starts screaming, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> It just seems like that's the that's the going thing in Star Wars. It's like, where's the element of surprise? I'm just gonna scream first, then try to hit him, but then wonder why it didn't work. Yeah, the yeah, you can't surprise a guy in a in a who's that tall. Like he just doesn't just doesn't work. Um, peripheral so, probably isn't great, right? Don't you think? I mean, yeah. force assisted without that, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Helmet alone, no way. For sure. <clears throat> So he he grabs her and and we get a little exposition. We find out she is the POV that we saw from the first episode. She is the Padawan that Anakin impaled. And you're like, damn, this is cold as shit. And he has her impaled. And it's like in a cool flourishing move, he just impales her with her own lightsaber. Like, it's freaking great. Um, and, And we get not only we get the reveal that she was the Padawan, we get the reveal that he knew the whole time. And then we get the reveal that the Grand Inquisitor isn't dead. And he's like, <laughs> and they both have a great laugh. And, and <laughs> Cookie, Cookie Vader's like, oh, 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 oh. and they, they have a great laugh about it. And they walk off like high five in each other. Um, but then, like, I don't know. I try not to think about that too much, because if I think about that too hard, I'm like, wait, this guy's been alive the whole time. And you've been letting her do all this shit. Like, where you been hiding that guy? Has he just literally been hiding the whole time? Like, and then like watching her fail. Like, what? What? Where has he been? Has he been in a back to tank? Is Darth Vader letting him use his back to tank? Come on over to the house. Me got back to tank. It's like what? Wh- like, did Boba Fett? Didn't Bar- Boba Fett say that to Chrysanthemum or whatever? I owe you yeah, a good he- ride in the back to tank. <laughs> Uh, but I, th- I thought that reveal was fucking bitching. And mm-hmm. the p- the part that we kind of glossed over is is Obi-Wan tries to send a me- message to Bail Organa um, mm-hmm. to let him know that, hey, we got him. But you got to protect the kids, man. You know, the thing that I wasn't supposed to say, I, I put it on recording. And um, and Reva finds the broken communicator and she knows there's another child. And she's like, the kids. 
now she knows. So now Darth Vader. Yeah, she pieces together the little bit that Bail Organa was saying to Obi Wan on the on the responder that uh, it was a planet of Tatooine, Luke and uh, Owen. That was the other thing. And she goes, "Oh, I met an Owen three episodes ago. Yeah, I was, I was almost going to kill. I was almost going to kill him. Now I know why." Oh, <laughs> yep. crazy! So freaking cool. Um, that's the end of that episode. Episode six starts with that slow chase. I tried to bring up too early, a prematurely yes. slow chased, but, um, you know, they, they're on the ship and Obi-Wan's like, I, I have to go face Vader. Everybody's like, no, boo, don't do that. Don't do that. Leia storms off pouting. Yeah. She's like, yeah. and he's like, man, I'm a cranky. I'm being a cranky scaredy cat. And we could all use a little bravery right now. Hey, Sham Jedi, you down to watch this kid if I don't come back? He's like, sure thing, boss. And they're like, wait, what? Literally anybody else in the ship could have done this better than you. Sham <laughs> Jedi's here for the last. So that's fine. That's fine. Ice Cube's kid, he's there. I'm so happy to know that now. Cool. That's way yep. cool. Yep. Oh, he man. played Ice Cube in the movie. <laughs> I didn't remember. I thought Ice Cube was in the movie. What I you know? I thought it was. I thought it was a documentary. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so yeah. Obi Wan's like, out of Star Wars. Yeah, that's what the movie's called. Straight out of Star Wars. Straight out of Star Wars. Well, I was gonna say JWA Jedi uh, Attitude. <laughs> straight out of uh, straight 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 out of Endor. Of course, not. <laughs> straight out of Jabim. Straight out of Jabim. Um, so Obi Wan hops in his little ship and takes off, and then Darth Vader's like, "Follow Obi Wan." They're like, "Dude, we li- like, come on, you're gonna make this mistake." Like, in in the come course on. of nine movies, you're gonna make this mistake like at least two more times. Like, don't start now. They're like, "Nope, fine, I'll go get Obi Wan. You get them." And they're like, "Hey, boss, you listen to me. You listen to me." So he gets in. Um, I don't know one of these fake shuttle things that's not quite a shuttle. Uh, he should have gotten in his ship. Come on, they could have that. That would have had a nostalgia moment where I went ooh, mm. and then, until it like I don't know flew backwards or some shit. But uh, if he had gotten in his modified X one advanced can't fly backwards. It's inertia based. <laughs> I would sure have been. It a, are you sure it wasn't a Lambda shuttle that Darth Vader flew yeah, into that planet to meet him? Yeah, he's or on the Lambda shuttle. I, I'm saying Darth Vader was on on like a Lambda of some sort, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the. I wanted him to be in his advanced TIE fighter thingy, which would have been. Oh, yeah. There you go. (laughs) So he's down on the planet with Obi-Wan and they face off in this epic fucking lightsaber battle. That's cool. Back up on um, the other plan. The, you know, they keep cutting back and forth between the slowest chase ever. And them like, Oh no, our our shields are almost down. You're like, you've been saying that for 20 minutes. (laughs) So I don't believe you. But this fight, come on, how epic is this fight? This is this is Star Wars at its best. And this is like, I don't know, an epic duel. It is what mm-hmm. I wanted the prequels to come to the conclusion of. And we have this um, these amazing moments where they're using the color of the lightsaber to indicate like the colors of emotions. Mm-hmm. Like when the reflection of blue is on Darth Vader's helmet to the reflection of red. Like it's so fucking cool. Darth Vader basically ruins Obi-Wan with the force. He's just smashing the shit out of him with giant pillars big rocks he crashes him into the ground like like godzilla it is bad ass yeah the opening scene when when dark Vader finally arrives on that planet with the lambda shuttle and 
Obi-Wan standing there with the, the rock pillars behind him. That was a cool scene because of the fact that Obi-Wan still has the high ground. If you notice, like the high rocks and, and Darth Vader is on a flat surface. So that was a cool imagery on that where Obi-Wan is still showing that he has the high ground and Vader is alone by himself. Or you could parallel it with he's got all the force wielders behind him and Darth Vader still has nobody. Anakin still has nobody. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Ah, a lot of metaphors now. A lot of imagery. Um, and then he basically like buries Obi Wan, and he looks down on him in the pit. He goes, "Now I have the high ground," and walks away. Drops his lightsaber like a microphone. And walks <laughs> off, bad ass. But then uh, Obi Wan's like, "No," he forces his way out of it, literally and figuratively, and gets some good licks on Darth Vader. And we get this yeah. amazing shot of this giant cut down Darth Vader's helmet. You see Anakin Skywalker in there, and we get this line that I I just chills down my spine. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. And then he holds up his red lightsaber to reflect on his face. I did. I was like, oh, yeah. fucking yeah. cool. That was rad. That was rad. that was worth yeah. the price of admission. You know, yeah. that right there is what I came to, uh, you know, I came here to see. That was great. Right. And I think I, we talked about this last, last time, uh, the last episode. <clears throat> and we were saying that, you know, Ahsoka, it was kind of the same thing like the Ahsoka in Rebel where she cut the same exact part of Darth Vader, but on the opposite side. Now Obi-Wan is cutting the mask on the other side. So it kind of parallels that those two his Padawan and his master. And it's it's that symmetry, which is pretty cool. And yeah. then the fact that, you know, he was he hit uh Darth Vader in his breathing apparatus, so you hear him wheezing, and this dude is still fighting. Then he finally has to jump off a rock and slash him across the head, which then you find out now is why he has that that cut on his head when he opens up his mask when Luke finally reveals that you know who Darth Vader looks like it, yeah so now you realize oh that's the cut that Obi-Wan left you when he crushed he sliced through your helmet yep. see I didn't even think about that that's awesome that it carried through till that till <laughs> revenge of the Skywalkers <laughs> <laughs> see now you guys are bringing up these really cool canon points but I'm thinking of really weird shit like Ahsoka has chopped through part of his helmet right Obi-Wan yep. has chopped through a different part of his helmet, which means he at least had two helmets. Mm-hmm. Then we see him in the, the original trilogy and he has at least a third helmet because it's not repaired. No. I think the First Order has a lot more budgetary restrictions than the Empire because Kylo Ren destroys his helmet <laughs> and then has to glue that shit back together. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Vader comes back in and he's like, I need a new helmet. They're like, right away, sir. Yes, sir. Kylo Red's like, I need a helmet. They're like, there's glue in the drawer. <laughs> he's like the poor kid with broken glasses. He just shows up the next day with yeah, tape in the tape middle. Out of it. Yeah, there's, there's, I think there's glue in the drawer. No, no, no. The left drawer, the junk drawer. Look in the back. Well, it's because Kylo Ren was throwing a tantrum and he broke his helmet. Vader was fighting. And got his helmet broken. Oh. So, there's a so you think that's like you gotta like bring that to the accounting department and be like, yeah, my shit got damaged. So it's like that's the same thing. Like if you crashed your speeder because you were driving shitty, they're not gonna repair it. But if you get shot down, they'll repair it. It's like the time I got uh, I had nerd rage and I broke my Super Nintendo controller. My parents are like, that's what you get. And I had to save up and buy another one. Sorry, Kylo. <laughs> are you sure, are you, are you, sure you didn't glue it back together? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. But the time that your friend hit you across the face with a Nintendo controller, <laughs> they got you new dental work or something. They're like, okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was not your that fault. That was on the job. <laughs> See, it worked. <laughs> and while all this badassery is happening between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, we're cutting back and forth between Reva on Tatooine on the hunt for a young Luke Skywalker who we finally get to meet. And he's not nearly as annoying as I expected them to make him. So that's good. Um, we get to see that um, Uncle Owen and Brew, Aunt Brew, Aunt Brew, they're badass, which good. I'm, I'm glad we get to see them be badasses and not just hard asses. So that's cool. I, I like to see no, them. Like, Aunt, Aunt, I, I was like impressed with Aunt Brew. She's keeping all these shotguns and guns inside of a, mm-hmm. a pipe behind a potted plant. I was like, oh, damn. It's not Owen Larson that, that's you know, the badass one. It's actually Aunt Peru that's packing the heat. <laughs> yeah, that was that's a cool scene. Um, they're like, uh, hey, should we stay and protect Luke or Luke? Run into the desert. <laughs> I thought that too. I was You're like, well, run into the desert. I don't know if that's the smartest, but okay. I mean, I, it worked. I mean, somehow. But like that Reeves- same desert has a giant vagina in it that eats <laughs> men. You know, <laughs> they're like, just go. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> watch out watch out for sand people and sarlacc pits and bounty hunters and and swamp rats I had and dragons I had, yeah yeah right all that shit they're like great, great also dragon, literally yeah. a hole in the planet that will eat you yeah <laughs> just but but run um reva's chasing after him uh we have one of the another star wars classic trope is the complete just we don't give a fuck about space time we like space is space we don't give a fuck about the time part um you're like wait light speed travel has a mathematical equation that says if you are traveling at light speed it'll take you this long and they're like no 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 whoa stop it nerd well who are you neil degrasse tyson get the fuck out of here he shows up just in the nick of time and you're like yeah but how close was he planetarily wise was he in the same system and they're like stop being a nerd just fucking watch the show and you're like okay fine and obi-wan shows up in the nick of time to save yeah. him and and like they don't even like he doesn't even kill reva does he what happens to no her? O- obi-wan didn't even save luke he literally was with aunt Peru and uncle owen just calling out his name and reva is the one that brings luke back because she says i couldn't do it and he goes and then she says i have failed him and Obi-Wan says, no, you haven't. You haven't failed Luke. And she goes, no, I have failed Darth Vader. Yeah. She feels bad and, about it still. Yeah. And feels bad. But then she, but then Obi-Wan tells her, you know, this is your, your, your new beginning. Like you don't have to, you know, follow orders from that. You could start your own thing. And then that's where she drops her lightsaber and walks away. And you're like, yeah, she's like, fuck, I got to pay for my own helmets now. <laughs> <laughs> Also, if my kid was Luke, especially the way he's been behaving lately, if some fucking dark Jedi tried to kill him and it was like, I couldn't do it, I couldn't, my kid would have picked up her lightsaber, cut off her head and been like, bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, buddy, she was redeemed. That's called a redemption arc. (laughs) Bad guy. (laughs) And then I love the, I love the moment at the end uh, where, where uh, Uncle goes, you want to meet him? And it was like, yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. And he buys him the little speeder. It's so cool. Yep. The yeah. little, the little uh, model 
T6 plane that uh, Skyhopper. Skyhopper. That he gets to him in A New Hope. Or you see him play within A New Hope. I bet that thing can't hover. (laughs) Luke plays with it like this. (laughs) He doesn't just go whoop. I saw like a meme, you know, after that episode came out that says something like, watching this thing, we realize that Leia does X, Y, and Z when she's like five years old, while a 20-year-old Luke is making zoom, zoom noises with his, <laughs> with his model plane in his room. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> we see him do that, right? Yeah. Would, when yeah. 3PO gets the oil bath, he's literally going like this. And you're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I mean, hey, they always say girls mature faster than boys, right? So. <laughs> she fucking takes down a crime syndicate, blows up a planet, almost kills a Sith Lord. You know, she was busy all before yep. she hit puberty. Yeah. They were like, exactly. she's sass talking Darth Vader while on a reconnaissance mission from the resistance from the Empire. While Luke is, I forget, I think they said making vroom vroom noises with his plane or something like that. It, like it was vroom vroom or choo choo noises with his plane. It's like that's hysterical. <laughs> toot toot is the much better train noise. <laughs> Only a toot toot. Toot toot. Uh, 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 fucking great. I think. I think overall, despite how it tried to piss me off, I liked it. I really did. That was a good show. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad you guys made me watch it. You dragged me along for the party. Um, fucking good stuff. Um, for parting words. Matt, what was your favorite part of the Obi-Wan series? Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I thought it was fun and cool. I don't care. There wasn't... You guys talking about it is making me want to go back and give it a second chance. At least some episodes or some scenes. But overall, I wasn't moved by much of it. I did feel like this was a way more emotional connection than we've seen in the film universe. But in the TV show... They started to build it. And I do feel like all that work pays off in this show. Um, I guess for me, like the idea of the underground in the the empire, that, that there are traitors to the empire who are helping the resistance and that there is an underground railroad type movement. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. And I don't want to say it's never been done before because I don't know if that's true, but I know I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen... Well, I guess we saw it in Force Awakens with a traitor, but it's cool to see a, 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 a spy network set up in that. And I would like, I would read that book. I'd read that comic. I'd watch that TV yeah. show, you know? So I, I guess go spy network for me. Kyle, what do you think? I would have to say it would have to have been the fact that it was Anakin or not Anakin. I'm sorry. Hayden Christensen coming back, reprising his role as Darth Vader after 20 something years, you know, and seeing how menacing it is in all of his scenes. Like that's the one common denominator is the fact that Darth Vader always remains to be intimidating, to be scary. And you always feel that presence. You don't feel it's like cheesy or anything like that. And, you know, except for the part where he says no at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. But other than that... Revenge of the Revenge. Revenge of the Revenge. But yeah, no, other than that, just the fact that Hayden Christensen reprises his role and the fight scenes with, with Obi-Wan and him were, were insane. So I, I'm glad you brought up... Oh, the, Darth Vader was scary. This is as scary as he's been since, um, I mean... That, the end of Rogue One, right? The end of Rogue One. Yeah. That yep. scene where he walks down the street and is literally dragging people out of the house and dragging them down the street and snapping their necks is like, oh, shit. This is, what Darth, this is why Darth Vader has a reputation of being horrified right. not to be messed with. I love that. Um, I think my favorite part was seeing a tale, a story 
from a point of view of a veteran who lost um because we don't we you know a lot of times movies like to play things from the point of view of the hero's story of somebody rising up and and winning and you know that's a classic hero story but it wasn't until the matrix that you saw the hero's journey from a person who lost and now you realize that Luke came from someone who had lost the war. But when we started with the first time we saw Star Wars, we didn't know about the Great Galactic War that that basically the good guys lost. Um, so right. it's so it's it's a it's an interesting place and an interesting place to put a character, and especially a character that we know to be a great hero. So I, I really like that. And then him coming to the terms, coming to terms with the death of his friend, and um, you know his Padawan. Yeah, freaking cool. I, I also like <clears throat> Riva was a cool character because we've seen her type of character before, right? But I like that she was not the protagonist. I wouldn't even say a protagonist, but she was a very mainstream antagonist, not mainstream, but spotlighted antagonist. And they gave her a really good story that we've kind of seen in other things before. It's not anything new. But when she revealed she wanted to kill Darth Vader, I was surprised. I didn't see that coming. And I feel like she, like I, that read for her character. She, that actress did a great job playing that. Like I'm ruthless. I'm ruthless. I'm ruthless. And we're like, of course you are. You're, you know, a, a knockoff Sith character. And then she's like, no, this is a means to an end. All this anger is actually aimed at him. And you're like, oh shit, actually that is pretty cool to think about. Yeah. Um, I really liked her journey. I liked her arc. I liked how she interacted with, with Vader. I like how she interacted with the other Inquisitors. I like how she acted with Obi-Wan. I'm actually like, I would watch way more of her shit. I would read more comics. I would read more uh, or watch more TV or I, I would be, I'm on board for that. A question I that, that I have I think is that's the hope, right? That they would make more of that in the comics and keep that canon going. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they're going to call it Reva Venge of the Jedi. <laughs> Uh, i want to know how long of a con game darth vader had with her like is he the grand inquisitors he's like bro bro i stabbed her as a kid i brought her up as a sith she's totally wants to kill me i'm just stringing her along i'm just oh my god she's trying so hard just so she can come try and assassinate me later she came into the job interview and darth vader was like is she gonna bring up that i stabbed her and the whole time he was, he was getting ready for that. And she never brought it up. And he was like, all right, let me just see where this goes. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> Darth Vader like, just makes an off, off comment. He's like, one day she's going to try and stab me in the back. And they're like, whoa. And he's like, no, seriously, because I stabbed her when she was a child. <laughs> and they all laugh at it. And it's like, oh, my God. One guy oh. doesn't laugh, and he's like, "That's pretty harsh." And he drags him down the street, force choking him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you watch the original movie, and that one guy in the Death Star boardroom mouths off to him, you're like, "Where the fuck did this guy come from?" <laughs> like, your your persistence in ancient religion is no what what. Who you're saying that to Darth Vader during a board meeting? Get the fuck out of here, you crazy ballsy bastard! Right? <laughs> whoa, whoa, Darth, Darth, Darth. He's new here. He's new here. He doesn't know. He doesn't. He didn't. He wasn't around after the Clone Wars when you were dragging people through the streets. He doesn't know, bro. Like he, can you imagine? Though? I would love to see that knockoff or spinoff show where they show that guy 
as a kid arguing with Anakin as a kid. So then at the end of his arc in that boardroom, he thinks he's just like, well, I'm going to tell Anakin off and it'll be a callback to when he argued as a kid. And he's like, force joke. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, now when you look at Darth Vader in the original trilogy, um, He's letting people off easy. He's just like, (laughs) he just calls you up on the phone is like, hey, did you fail? And they're like, sorry, bro. And he's like, chokes him out. (laughs) He's like, he's like storms down, walks into your office, drags you out with the force up the stairs, (laughs) throws you out an airlock. And you're just like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. No, no. Now he just calls you. I think he's kind of it's like he's toned down at this point. Guys, tell us what your favorite part of the Obi-Wan series is. Let us know. Hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Watch that YouTube. Kyle, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at surfer 808 Hell yeah. Please tell us, everybody. I want to hear from everybody. Do snow speeders hover? No. That's a great. That's a great. I think title great for a conversation podcast. They yeah. don't <laughs> hover. They don't hover. Anyway, I think you're right. But for the sake of comedy, I'll, I'll debate you. Uh, now I just want to do a whole episode where we try to debunk technologies from like sci-fi from movies. Star Wars. You know, like just like, like take random shit. Like, can a snow can a snow speeder hover? Can a speeder bike back up? Yeah. Stuff that has no, it will never have a right answer. It will just never. Yeah. You can't prove it. I'm going to show an up. ATAT run. <laughs> <laughs> we can have Zeb Wells on for that because there's a there's a robot chicken episode or a clip from that. Did you ever see it? Yes. But when they run, all four hooves are off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible guys, we need to blast this thing off. Let's do it. Three way blast off. That was with inertia. There was no hovering. <laughs> no hovering in that blast off. Kyle, always a pleasure. We'll have to talk about Andor soon enough. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm through the first three, but I need to catch up with the rest. But it's, uh, it's going good so far. Uh, guys, we're the Rocketeers. We are out. Ignition sequence start. Six. That was fun. Four, three.